0: This podcast is made available by Vision Christian Media. Thanks to the generosity of our supporters. Your donation today means great podcasts like this remain available to help people look to God daily. Please make your donation today at vision.org.au God is not going to be offended when you genuinely want to know which way is His perfect will. That does not offend God at all. I tell you what offends God. What offends God is knowing His will, you balk about obeying it. That offends Him. Hello, and welcome to Leading the Way with pastor and author of the new book, Empowered by Praise, Dr. Michael Yusuf. Now, let's listen as Dr. Yusuf shares his message when you come to the fork in the road. Charles Spurgeon, one of my great heroes, said the following, and I'm going to quote him. He said, Though grace does not run in the blood, and regeneration is neither in the blood nor birth, (laughs) yet it does very frequently happen that God, by means of one of the household, draws the rest to Himself. It is not surprising therefore that you will always see in the Bible that faithful prayer, persistent prayer, plus Unconditional obedience spells an answer to the prayer. Let this sink in, okay? That's our formula for today, all right? Persistent, faithful prayer plus unconditional obedience equal answers to prayer. We saw in that last message how Abraham's servant, Eliezer, who was really the chief of staff, how he was commissioned by Abraham to go and find a wife for his son Isaac, the son of promise, the son of the covenant. And we saw how Eliezer bathed his journey in prayer. We saw how he followed and obeyed his master's instructions. We saw how he traveled along obedience highway until he got to his destination. And today we're going to see God answering that prayer. Verse 27 of chapter 24 in the book of Genesis, if you have your Bible, underline it. Eliezer was testifying to the future in-laws of Isaac, and he said, God guided my steps. Eliezer's prayer was very simple. Lord, <laughs> help me to recognize the right woman that you already have prepared for Isaac. Very simple. Eliezer was utterly and completely dependent on God as he traveled to the Earl of Chaldeas. He was utterly dependent on God to guide all of his steps, not just some of them. He did not pray for a miracle, as I mentioned in the last message. He prayed for an indication, for a sign. What does a sign say? When a sign says, to Atlanta, it's just an indication. It says, this is the way you go to Atlanta, right? And the sign is very different from a miracle. I'm going to explain that in a minute. Listen to me carefully he just said, I want an indication to be absolutely certain that she's the one. Here he is, a stranger in a strange land, strange place, with a mission. He did not have time to work out his strategy papers, all right? He did not have time to work out the pros and the cons. He did not have time to try to figure out the assets and the liabilities. He did not try to use his own judgment and his clever thinking. And I'm not against clever thinking. Don't misunderstand me. But he did not do any of that. He fully trusted in the judgment of God. And he threw himself totally on the sovereignty of God. Utterly, completely, he just threw himself on the sovereign Lord. How many of you believe that that kind of prayer honors God. Amen. 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 Eliezer did not ask for a vision. He did not ask for supernatural manifestations. He did not ask for angelic appearances, and nothing wrong with that. There is a time and place for that. But that's not what he asked for here. He just trusted the Lord and placed a sign. He said, If I ask a woman to give me a drink of water, and she voluntarily says, here's water for you, let me also give water to your camels, then I will know she's the one. (laughs) She's the one you have prepared for Isaac. Very simple, isn't it? Very simple. Right. Wait until I explain this to you, because I'm going to come back to this. It's very important. You understand what that means, what commitment she's making. (laughs) You know, we often talk about putting out a fleece. And we take that from Gideon and say, well, you know, you put out a fleece and see what God, you know, what happened, when we put out fleece, sometimes we really are asking for a supernatural intervention. We're asking for a miracle, not just an indication, and the two different things. When Gideon put that fleece and he said, well, you know, it's got to get wet, everything else is dry. Then even when God did it supernaturally, he still, in his doubt, said, okay, I've got to be dry, everything else is wet. He was asking for a miracle. He was asking for supernatural intervention. But an indication or a sign is not a miracle. A sign or an indication or a confirmation that you are at the center of the will of God is different. Now, the big question. I raised it last message, and I said I'll answer it in the next message. Is it wrong to place a sign or to seek confirmation or to seek an indication whether you are in the will of God or not? Or this way is the way of God. Or you stand up before the fork and you say, Lord, which way? I've been there several times. Is it wrong? Most often, as we are in the New Testament, the Holy Spirit dwells in us. And uh, we pray, and I stood before that fork several times, and I said, Lord, which way? And there are times when you hear that beautiful, precious voice of the Holy Spirit, where the Bible talks about that small voice saying, this is the way, walk ye in it. Wow, you want to shout hallelujah. And it's wonderful, and it's great. But let me be realistic. There are times when believers are grieving the Holy Spirit within them because of disobedience. There are times when believers are quenching the Holy Spirit in their life because of sin. And at that time, they are unable to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit because when you quench Him and when you grieve Him, you silence His voice. So what do you do? You go to a godly friend That's why the Christian life is not supposed to be lone rangers, lived alone. You go to a godly friend, and if he or she is a godly person, they will immediately discern the sin in your life and encourage you to repent of it so that the line of communication becomes clear again, so you can hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. But what happens when you are absolutely sure you have not grieved the Holy Spirit, you have not quenched the Holy Spirit, but you're still unable to discern which way, which door, which direction, you know, two jobs, they all look wonderful, which one to go to. And all of these things that happens in our life, what do you do? Well, I recommend that you do what I do. I'm a very simple man. Believe me, I'm a very simple man. I know most of you know this. And I go to the Lord, I say, Lord… I don't know which way to go. Will you please, in that simplicity, shut all the other doors, keep one open. <laughs> and I'm telling you, I testify to the Lord's faithfulness, and He had done that with me over and over and over again. So you can seek the will of God in a variety of ways. I want you to hear me right on this one. God is not going to be offended when you genuinely want to know which way is His perfect will. That does not offend God at all. I tell you what offends God. What offends God is knowing His will, you balk about obeying it. That offends Him. What offends God is that when your curiosity wants to know the will of God in the hope that He agrees with you or that His will fits with yours... And Eliezer, while he was totally dependent on the sovereign choice of God, he had some criteria. He had some qualities that the wife of the son of the covenant must have. No, it was not one of those shallow things that most people look for. It was not one of those worldly things that a lot of people look for. It was basically, according to Abraham's instruction, it has to be a God-fearing from Abraham's household, from his clan. The secondly... The son of the covenant must marry a virtuous woman. That she has to be a virtuous woman. And thirdly, that she has to have a servant's heart. A servant's heart. Now, let me digress just for a moment. Just for a moment, this is an aside. It's a little bonus that for single people, you just take it and you tuck it away in the brain. And whether you're young or old, if you are teenagers, us remember that when you get married ten years from now. There is one statement when you are choosing a spouse— one phrase that you must never, 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 never utter out of your lips. Oh, he will change. <laughs> or oh, she will change. You see, if Abraham believes this foolish advice, he would have sent Aliezer across the street, not across the desert. <laughs> you see, Abraham knew that the Canaanite women were have razors, and so did Aliezer. And that is why Eliezer's sign was that she has to have the beauty of holiness, not the beauty of Max Factor. (laughs) Please listen carefully. God overrules our foolishness. Yes, he does. He overrules our foolish mistakes. But that does not mean that you tempt God by going and being married and equally yoked and then force God's hand to intervene in your situation. That is tempting God. That's presuming on God. Amen? Amen. Remember the formula. Because effectual prayer has to have absolute unconditional obedience. Faithful prayer plus unconditional obedience equal answered prayer. Now, you must not miss the point that I'm going to make here. While Rebecca offered to give water to thirsty camels, she was actually committing herself to long hours of hard work and sweat. She really was. Let me explain it to you. Most of you have never seen a camel, unless you traveled in the Middle East or somewhere, and camel nearly bit you if you didn't tip the guy. You see, a camel drinks 12 gallons of water. Back then, they carried the, the jar they put down in the well. It was basically about a gallon size. There were 10 camels. You can do the math. I flanked math, but I still can figure it out. 120 times pushing this thing down, pulling it back up, feeding this miserably thirsty camel, and then back again and pulling that thing and putting it down. 120 times. Now, single men, what does this say to you? Well, look for a woman who's not afraid to water camels. (laughs) What does that mean? I have absolutely no idea, but sounds good. (laughs) It sounded good at the time. Well, (laughs) but listen to me. While I truly do not make light of the fact how hard that was, And believe me, that was hard work. That took hours. I don't want to make light of that. But there's something else that she did that was of uttermost importance. And it towers over her willingness to work hard and give drink to that camel. Do you know what it is? It was her willingness to go with Eliezer. That's an incredible thing. Think about it. Think about it. Think about it. I know. I mean, this was not just East Coast, West Coast. No, no, no. No, no. Airplanes. At that time, for her, that meant that she might never see her family again. It meant that she might never go home again. It meant that she will never see her mother again. It meant that she will never celebrate holidays with the family again. This is a long, long way away. Now, to be sure, in Aliazar's case and in Rebecca's case, he had come in with ten camels loaded with gifts from Isaac to his future mother-in-law. I mean, just think about it. He's a smart thinker, that Isaac guy. I'm telling you. (laughs) (laughs) You know, they say behind every successful man is a surprise (laughs) mother-in-law. She was not surprised. She saw it right away. I mean, one of the greatest questions in the Bible, one of the greatest questions was asked, Will you go with this man? (laughs) <laughs> I'm guessing here, but I think probably Rebecca's mother saw all these camels loaded with gifts standing right there behind her. She said, you betcha. <laughs> Get on that camel, honey. <laughs> so single ladies, if he shows up repeatedly empty-handed, dump him. <laughs> and there's a use proverb here that goes something like this. Empty hands, empty head. Listen, I followed my own advice, and it worked. (laughs) Verse 40. Listen to the testimony of Abraham's faith as it is repeated and announced to those future in-laws of Isaac by Eliezer. Mark verse 40. It's a magnificent verse. He was telling them what Abraham said to him before he left. He said, Abraham said, the Lord before whom I walked will send His angels with you and make your journey a success so that you can get a wife for my son from my own clan and my father's family. Now, parents, listen to me. It is never too early to pray for God to send angels to prepare the future spouses of your children. It is never too early. In the last message, I told you, Isaac is a type of Christ. And Rebecca is a type of the church. And when the question presented to her, will you go with this man, her faith willed up within her. And she said, yes, I'll go. Long journey ahead, yes, but I will go. Uncertain future in a strange land, yes, but I will go. Uncertain in travel, yes, but I'll go. Uncertain of what kind of a man Isaac is, yes, but I will go. Uncertain of what kind of a life she's going to lead, yes, but I will go. I guess she figured out that a a future husband who is so generous to send ten camels loaded with gifts will be all right. (laughs) Beloved, listen to me. Those words, I will go have been repeated from the mouth of faithful wives of missionaries for hundreds of years, knowing the danger, knowing the difficulties, knowing the problems ahead and the harshness of the environment in which they go. But they said, we'll go. But more importantly, these words have been uttered from the lips of millions of people around the globe. Most people to whom leading the way ministers around the world, whenever they say yes to Jesus, they get thrown out of their homes, they get thrown out of their families, they get thrown out of their jobs, they get thrown out of society, they get thrown out of their circle of friends, and yet millions of them would say, yes, Jesus, every single day millions of people when the question is asked of them will you take jesus as your only savior and lord will you obey him will you serve him will you love him with all your heart will you forsake old relationships will you forsake old sins will you forsake old habits will you live under his authority and the authority of his word will you be faithful to him as he has been faithful to you? Will you honor Him with your substance? Will you honor Him with your time? Will you place Him first and foremost in your life? And many of them, every single day, say, yes, Lord, I'll go. Hallelujah. Every single day, the news spread across our television screen, and we're sitting in our air-conditioned comfort, and church is burning. Christians are shot in the church service I wonder if persecution comes our way, how many of us would stand? But then who wouldn't say yes to a loving, generous, kind, forgiving, merciful, and gracious bridegroom like this? This is the kind of husband who loved us so much that he lavished us with his gifts, that he gave everything for us. He sacrificed his life for us. He cares about every single detail of your life and mine. He makes you to be the object of His concern 24-7. Will you go with Jesus? Will you go with Jesus? Let the answer of everyone at the sound of my voice be yes. Yes, I'll go. I'm going to tell you this story as I'm beginning to conclude. It's a true story. It was during the Revolutionary War. There was a a British officer from a prominent family who was engaged to his sweetheart before he was conscripted by Madman King George and came to the colonies to fight. In one of the battles, he was injured and lost his leg. So he graciously sat down to write his fiancée a letter. He said, I've been disfigured. I've lost my leg and I hereby release you from any obligation to marry me. The young lady wrote back a letter that was no less noble than the one she received from him. In it, she assured him that no matter what happened to him, she will never break the engagement. And then she concluded with the following paragraph. Let me read it to you. She said, I would marry you If there was enough of your body left to hold your soul. End of quote. Now, beloved, when Jesus chose to love you, he did not say, I love you only when you're good. He did not say, I love you only when you love me back. He did not say, I love you only when you are spiritual, or I will love you only when you're strong. No, 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 no. He said, I love you all the time, all the way to eternity. Please hear me right. I am convinced in my own heart that the reason some people live in habitual sin, you notice I use the word carefully. I'm not talking about falling in sin and repenting. I'm talking habitual sin. The reason some people live their Christian life in constant fear they live in constant anxiety and in constant worry. Is because deep down, I'm not talking about singing the songs and praying and, and in public and going to the Bible studies and the seminars and the conventions and the conferences and, then, and, and I'm not talking about all this stuff. Deep down, deep down, they do not really believe that God loves them eternally. In John 15, 9, again, it was in my devotion just a day ago. Here's what Jesus said to the disciples. He said, as the Father loves me, I love you. (laughs) Can you just imagine? Can you imagine the limitless love that the Father has for the Son? And Jesus said, I love you that way. I love you the same way. So the question is not whether God loves you unconditionally. The question is, do you love Him enough to obey Him unconditionally? For effectual prayer, for answers to prayer, there has to be faithful, persistent prayer plus unconditional obedience. Would you like guidance to experience a deeper and more meaningful prayer life? Speak with one of the Leading the Way Pastoral team members. You can do it by phone or through electronic messaging. Start your conversation at ltw.org Jesus. And so we've come to the end of our time together today. Do join us again for another edition of Leading the Way with Dr. Michael Youssef.